1: This episode is brought to you by The Real Flower Company, for all of your luxury flower needs. It's the Pompey Pubcast, that combines the beers
0: and the blues. Baros for Pompey, round Kusak, goes down, penalty to pass with an Old Trafford, Barrels tripped by Thomas Kusak, who sent off, Montari do the job. He steps up, left-footed, scores yes! for Pompey, they lead an Old Trafford in the quarterfinals, finals the FA Cup. Jamalou's onside. The flag stayed down. Jamalou, nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant. Portsmouth Football Club are promoted to League One. Curtis across the face of goal. Marwin. Marwin. He's won it. Ninety-six minutes on the clock.
1: Back of the heading back to Wembley. This is three lads in the pub episode 17 three lads in the pub i will be honest i did start recording again because i thought it was episode 16 cheers jeff for pointing that one out how are we doing uh, jeff harris alongside myself liam house and ryan still back at one of our favorite pubs the british queen on a sunday night some music playing in the background good atmosphere in this amazing pub good to be back jeff how you doing i'm good mate you all right shattered long weekend yeah i know um, long weekend, but yeah, good to good to be here chilling with a uh, a old mount cider. I've gone for obviously. Uh, I was going to go for a fruit shoot, um, a pineapple and raspberry. What have you gone for? Uh,
0: a bit of uh, neck oil IPA. Okay, very interesting
1: glass. It's some snazzy glass, isn't it? I've never seen anything like that. Very nice, And uh, Mr. Stilwell We've got a rare pint of lager on me. I've gone with the tiger. Okay. Did you um, did you have any Guinness this week? no I didn't even try what I'm Patrick's Day you didn't have a Guinness no, I mean, fully Matt, expected you to he's say Scottish a... not Irish yeah <laughs> but come on you love a Guinness I do love a Guinness I do, have, I do actually have a Guinness in my house that I forgot to have uh, but man's been busy it's been a busy week yeah it has been um, uh, it's been a busy week for our own personal lives it's also been a you could say a shit week for Portsmouth Football Club um, not great Jeff, as well, is that the
0: of... End, of, end of the episode <laughs>
1: <laughs> summed it up in three words wow there's no sugarcoating. Three in minutes it. in the pub, yeah. as much as people expect us to, well, what would like us to, to sort of fit their, you know, um, agenda. Shall I say? I'm going to bring that word up, but no, it is just been terrible, isn't it? Sum sums has. up the season,
0: you know. And we and we said would be ideally, you know, you know, if everything went to plan, we would come away with four points. We, we we've got one point, so. You know, I had us down as a loss against Plymouth and a loss against Wickham, so to, bi- to come out of that with one point rather than the zero that I predicted is a bonus. Are our playoff hopes over? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know. It- Two weeks ago, you'd you'd put all your chips in the centre Lee and what happened? Oh, no, I know, that think, was tongue in cheek. think you're fine. That was Jeff Harris that said, fuck, uh, it. <laughs> fuck it, we're getting sick. That was yeah. his words. You in here. In here. It was in it, here. It, it, it's, it wasn't here. It's yeah. disappointing, though, because Jeff's had a good string of getting results right recently. And the moment he he brought into the platform, I was like, no, Jeff, you're on fire. <laughs> Don't do it, mate. You're doing so well. And then a week later, he's like, yeah, I fucked up. It, you, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: nah. you, you know yeah it was a tongue-in-cheek comment i was just riding on the crest of emotions yeah. after those after that string of form but we talked about it you, you know we, we talked about having a blip we're clearly in a blip the, the strikers aren't finding the back of the net we're not creating much where you know silly mistakes are costing us games dropping points And we said, if you've got playoff aspirations, you've got to take points off the teams in and around you and above you. You know, you've got to claw those points back. Now, I thought Plymouth were there for the taking, as were Wickham. We just can't find the back of it. Bearing aside some shocking refereeing decisions yesterday, you know, George Hurst is having his shirt ripped off his back. And the ref just goes, yeah. There's nothing in that.
1: There's not a single angle that doesn't make it look like <laughs> a free kick. You know, you get some of those fouls where, or oh, you, you, from the right angle, you see it. No, from every angle, from every angle. you see it.
0: It's just absolutely shocking.
1: O- off the back of that, just we'll come back to this in a second Did you see the shit retweet from Pompey today uh, with a picture of George Hurst being tugged back? Oh yeah, on shirt, <laughs> replica shirt. Get your hands on a replica shirt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's genius.
0: that We've talked about the standard of refereeing in this league mm. And you know That's you a know whole it's, hour You know it's a, a, a pretty bad game When the main talking points Are about the referee He was just poor
1: yeah. I think for us You can obviously look to the penalty that was not given on Tuesday night At home park You can look to the red card that was not given to Tafazzoli yesterday What I try to, to live by In any sport Not just football If your team is reliant upon refereeing decisions To save your season Then you've not been good enough I absolutely accept Tafazoli should have been sent off Cooper should have been sent off Tuesday Because obviously it's a a last man challenge But the fact is Pompey are relying on these decisions To save their season If you'd been good enough to score in the first place To get on shot on target in the first place We were told we were Going into this week with the season on the line we walk out of Portman Road with one shot on target We walk out of Home Park With zero shots on target And we walk away from Fratton Park with What supposedly was a shot on target yeah, one. I, I, don't, I don't call that Ragged header a shot on target I know the goalkeeper collected it But from my memory it was still going wide so It's not really a shot on target This is our season on the line here We're supposed to, I know we've played a lot of football We've got a small team, more on that later What is the one objective in a football game score a goal now we can't even get a shot on target recently let alone score a try uh, uh, sorry a goal what did <laughs> i mentioned tries for anyway <laughs> <laughs> it's almost
0: it's almost like you're watching a rugby at fratton park
1: instead of, instead of football oh
0: who, who would do that <laughs> <laughs> who in their right mind watching rugby match at fratton park <laughs> Anyone? No, no, no comment
1: no comment but seriously <laughs> it, there is one at, it, we went through 23 goals in eight games and, obviously, we played Oxford in that run twice. But we also played what you might call ham and eggers, tomato cans, beating up on Shrewsbury, scoring three past Fleetwood, slapping four past Doncaster in the second half, putting three past Crew. Well done to everyone involved for going out and beating these sides because you do have to sweep up on these sides when you're chasing. But it goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago. Let's see what this side does against anyone that actually matters genuinely worth a damn in this division we're now on our 15th game against a side above us and we've won three the odd dynamic of the past <laughs> few days and I know we also talked about the Ipswich game on the last podcast we can largely ignore that but the only game we've lost in the past seven days is the game we were actually at our best performance wise in we couldn't get near Ipswich we couldn't get near Wickham we got near Plymouth time after time after time we were putting Really good chances here, there, and everywhere. Our execution against Plymouth on Tuesday was absolutely honking. And then we contrive a way to find, to find a way to lose. What Robertson's doing at the back there, he, he is standing with the entire pitch ahead of him. Thompson doesn't know he's got Kamara and I think it's Edwards running in behind him. To close him down straight away, Robertson does, and he still plays the ball straight into his feet, th- uh, straight into his feet, thirty yards out, knowing that Kamara and Edwards, from two different angles, are closing Thompson down. Why are you playing that pass? You've been on the—I t- know you've been on the field two minutes. Sometimes it takes time to acclimate to games. Why are you playing such a suicide pass? Two, it's basic you know,
0: football, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you—you you see football. the field, and you're the club skipper. You've got to have that. No, even talking extra sensory stuff because he can see where the players are. He can see which players are anticipating what's going on. In the end, Bazzunu had made a few good saves that night. The defenders had stood tall for the most part. I understand why Ogilvy came on for Denver. He was getting torched at the left wing back position. It was a it was a solid move, if uninspiring going forward. But again, we had chances. Against Plymouth. We had chances. We either took too many touches in the box, we skewed the effort wide. The best performance in the last seven days for Pompey, we still found a fucking way to lose it. Uh, it was a know, good way to going, lose, though, wasn't it? it? Going back to
0: that game, was it a penalty?
1: I think it was. It's penalty. It, it, the referee's you know, even apologised to Cowley, yeah. which, you know, alright, thanks.
0: And it's those fine margins. It's those that, fine margins that change games because, you know, that's a penalty. Everything after that incident doesn't happen we've talked about this several times this season you know if a free kick's given in 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 a certain build-up of uh, phase of build-up the events after that have all changed they don't happen so if you go and concede five minutes later that doesn't happen it's that total sliding doors moment and and games are decided on on fine margins and, and these fine decisions that quite frankly the referees are getting it wrong but there seems to be no no improvement in their in their performances yesterday if if there was a assessor in the stand yesterday that referee isn't refereeing for at least 3 weeks because his performance was that poor
1: what usually happens when we see a, uh, an adequate referee in league 1 it they probably, get promoted, he gets promoted. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. it would be in the it's, premier it's league ridiculous. next week uh, yeah it, it is annoying Because the decisions Are wrong And we have not been The beneficiaries Of these bad calls But in the same moment like we, you, we still haven't done enough To exactly, go out there you And can't, win Like you said well, You can't rely on them the moment Decisions not going your way You
0: look at yesterday On around 15 15-16 minutes Harness breaks He, he runs Two thirds of the pitch He squares it over to to Tunnicliffe Who then pings it back in well even pings it Just cushions it Into the six yard box
1: Walkers offside <laughs>
0: and, and and You know He doesn't He doesn't even
1: he, he doesn't even Just put his foot through it He takes it Takes a, a touch Takes a touch but He takes touch Into the path of the defender Coming back uh, as well he, And, he and just, again You can see what's coming Surely as an instinctive forward You see what's coming You
0: just You're six yards out Just lash it That just reminded me Of John Marcus At, at Charlton that poor touch, oh.
1: and he's just like that. Okay. That commentary from Andy Moon must live in every public fan. He must score. score. He must score. <laughs> you know no, he didn't. I'm sorry. If John Marcus
0: got criticism for that, Tyler Walker deserves everything coming his way after Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I don't. Need, I, honestly, I put it out there yesterday. The guy should not even be anywhere near the squad, let alone the starting eleven. He really. I, I just don't get. Yes, I know he scored in League One for Lincoln before under the Cowleys, and they see a player in him. Clearly, he is a confidence player. He's not, I and mean, you spoke about it several weeks ago, he is not going to do it between now and the end of the season. He is a complete waste of time and money. And if the money we are hearing he is being paid a week to be at Flatton Park, and we were told by Andy Cullen himself, Tyler Walker's wages are equivalent to 2 of our highest earners that we got rid of, or even three of our players that we got rid of to bring him in.
1: Well, we know for a fact that Walker was funded by the departure of two (coughs) other players. The two most recent departures in the squad were John Marquis and Ellis Harrison. Now, if you sprinkle a little bit of change on top of that, you are talking in the region of eight to ten grand a week for Tyler Walker, who has scored from one yard out against the worst side in the league in nine, ten starts. It's not good enough. We've had we've commented about him before. I said it was a relief to see him score at Crew. I've been called harsh. I, I like I like seeing Pompey players score goals. I never wanted to see a Pompey player fail. I'm also not going to hide from the truth. When Tyler Walker starts, we start with ten men. Yeah, can't argue that. It is like getting a red card in the first minute. I literally tweeted a couple of weeks ago that I've seen enough already, and I've been called. I, I was told it was a bad take. Well. Tell me it's a bad take now. To what, to what end, though, is he still starting, <coughs> apart from rotation? Because with eight games left to go in the season, he's unlikely to sign for the club based on the, the evidence so far. Now, eight games left to go in the season, this f- football club is still pushing the idea of a playoff narrative. <laughs> you can see it in some of the tweets the players are putting out. You can see it in Cowley's articles to Hampshire Live, the news. They're still buying into a playoff push. Well, Tyler Walker can't be anywhere near it. And if you're building for next season, then build for next season. Aidan O'Brien goes a little bit anonymous in games before providing great little sparks. He's kind of like Brett Pittman in that that regard. They're not the same player, but they have similar influences in games where for 85 minutes they're missing. But it's the five minutes That they do stuff That makes you go Well that's Did it the accuracy game name, Didn't he Yeah he didn't he do much of that then, but then he ran 80 yeah. yards To set a <laughs> cliff. Yeah. With, I would build around I, You know Everyone who listens Or reads my blog Or I used to be on the radio Don't you know Everyone who knows <sighs> There's up, the there's a mention the Boring isn't it <laughs> Fucking boring Everyone knows I Even after the Fleetwood game I said We're, we're going to finish Outside the playoffs I don't care with eight games to go if you think this is a playoff push build for next season tyler walker can't be near this squad because he has no future here and he has no present here
0: uh, honestly i we, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago i think once the playoffs are mathematically not achievable we should be bedding in the young players and developing them get dan gifford back from Bogner. get him up front if if we're, if we're talking about developing a team Ready for next season Give him some league minutes
1: What have you got to lose?
0: Give him some league minutes this season You know, give Jay Mingy a run out In, in um, uh, centre midfield Throw him on for the last 10 minutes Throw Juric White in for the last 10-15 minutes yep. Start bedding these players in now Play Denver Hume at left wing back all the time If that's, he's our player Put Ogilvy at left centre half you know, you've got to play these players in their in in their positions, ready for next season. Yeah, That's the only absolutely. way you're going to develop them.
1: And it's not just yeah. I, I know people are going. Oh, they're talking about Walker again. It's not just him, but he is. He was a marquee signing in January. He was supposed to be the replacement for, for a guy that sounds like marquee. Yeah. But there are other players who have just fallen off entirely. Marlon Romeo is is just a shadow of what he was last year. He did something utterly ridiculous on Tuesday night where the ball comes out to him sort of five yards from the byline. He drives past the midfielder. Now he's got a half yard head start, essentially, and he's got a clear right foot ball into the box. Does he put it in? No. He barges his shoulders and goes down looking for a free kick, the ball pilfers out for a goal kick. Why? Where's the positive mentality to go beyond a man and believe that you can put a ball into the box? Where's the confidence that you can line up a guy one on one and say, I can beat you and deliver? No, he get he gets half a yard ahead, he goes, Oh, I'm not sure about this, lads, I'm going down for a free kick. Why? In these big games against good sides where everything's on the line, you've got to believe that you can line up your opposite number, look him in the fucking soul and say, I'm going through you. But we don't do that. We don't look our opposite numbers in the soul and believe we can do them. And Harness as well. He had that purple patch in November, December. His petulance starts to show again. He gets a red card. Should have been sent off at Cambridge. He should have picked up a yellow card yesterday for a petulant shirt pull. Now he's back to 1-5, Marcus Harness. Again, players across the pitch have just dropped their standards and quality overall, and Cowley's listed a few reasons for that. Again, we'll get onto that later. But this was supposed to be the week where we were told we're going to attack this week because everything's on the line. We leave the week with, in, yeah. my, in my evaluation of the game, zero shots on target. It's not good enough. Now, that doesn't make Pompey bad overall. It makes us, what I've said, we... for the entire season average because we have the capacity to put in great performances against average sides and shit performances against average sides we haven't beaten Cambridge this season for example but I would say that first half against Burton a few weeks back was brilliant we got straight into their faces put them under pressure and for a a resolute gutsy side that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank has implemented we we torched them in that first half. We do good at sweeping up on sides in the bottom. That's why this 2022 run is is built on what it is. But we are absolutely inept against top sides. So we're we're and, half and half against average teams. We're good against crap teams and we're awful against good teams. And and they almost seem disappointed that we're mid-table. I told you this half a year ago. I got the fucking sack for it and all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't know i don't it's know where long, though, is i don't it? know where the surprise I mean, and, is is. The and we've tried to give pompey a get out of jail card we have not said you need to go up this season hands up if you said pompey need to get promoted this season <laughs> For the listeners, by the way, there are four people in this room. No one's raised their hand. We've tried to give them a get-out-of-jail card and say, you don't need to go up this season. You just need to build for the next season. And they're still pushing a playoff narrative. You're digging your own hole because you're setting yourself up for, an, uh, for a standard you can't possibly meet because you're not good enough. We're trying to help you out with that, but you won't bloody listen. It's kind of got over-my-dead-body vibes, is not it? Uh- <laughs> uh, yeah. We know, it's, we know it's not going to happen. We do.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. We do we do know it's not going to happen. And it's the hope that kills you. I know. You know, week in, week out, 14,000, 15,000 Pompey fans are going to Fratton Park um, to, to, to hopefully see entertaining football, get the right results, see a real team performance where they give it their all. And they're coming up short.
1: Go out there and prove us wrong And we'll be sat here laughing When Tyler Walker is offside again Hell,
0: And, and he scores like 10 goals We'll yeah, right, even clip yeah. it
1: off On the day of the playoff Semi-final first leg Whomever will clip this 10-minute segment And we'll say we got it wrong But today You have won three games Out of 15 against sides above you And you expect to get out Of the division like that Give me a break 17 days though, Jeff, To, uh, to turn it around and uh, push for this promotion uh, playoff push that we're obviously going for uh, what do we do in that 17 days
0: Send find the back of the net
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah practice shooting there's the goal and I, I said this
0: when Jacket was in charge I think it was on one of the football hours if your forward line are training against a poor team defensive line they are going to find the back of the net in training they will find it nine times out of ten because the defence weren't up to uh, an ad- adequate standard Now when it comes to a match day They are going to be up against better defenders They are going to be up against teams Who are going to sit back and put You know, 11 men behind the ball And and, and be hard to break down They're not going to really get that in a, in a training environment Unless the counties go right You know, youth players and all you reserve players you, You're going to sit there And make two banks of four And make it hard to break down now, it may, take them, it may take the first team in that training situation 15-20 minutes to score a goal. I don't know. I don't go down to the, the training ground and watch that. However, as I said, if your forwards are playing against a second-string defensive line, they are, they are going to score. They are going to have a bit of confidence. But on a match day, they ain't going to be up to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. just looking into these final games we've drawn a blank at Portman Road we've drawn a blank at Home Park we've drawn a blank at Fratton Park but it doesn't get easier because three of our final eight are against first, second and seventh
0: someone said to me yesterday oh, Rotherham lost his Stevenage, yeah, we're in with a chance no uh, we're not
1: yeah, then a man sent off in the 35th minute and well, they no, lost not. its Shocking that you might lose a game with 10 men, and people are going, Do you not remember Atkinson? <laughs> do you not remember we're 10th? <laughs> what a And uh, people are sort of coming over now to the idea that this is over. Now, I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about the idea that people are coming to our way of thinking because I want to see Pompey on the bigger stages. Do you think I'm happy going to, you know, Morecambe on Easter Monday? No, I don't want to pay 20 British pounds sterling To stand on a concrete slab getting sworn at by yokels I want more from life than that But we ain't getting it I'm not a pessimist I'm I'm a realist If you could end the season now, would you? Yes Yeah
0: <laughs> a Just
1: start next season I, I just don't think there's anything to pray for no. But What is also wrong We've been talking for months about preparing for next season What is so wrong about Trying to apply some optimism to next season What is so wrong with saying Okay this one didn't work out For a series of reasons Just because we're Saying it's over And we're not that good a team It's it's not necessarily us Pining to fail And You you look at these final 8 games We've got 8 games in 26 days It's a game every 3.2 days Then We've got a small squad as it is We've got to play 1st, 2nd, 7th We've got a couple of other tricky fixtures Sat in there as well If if we do anything with this run It will be talked about for years This will be one of the most Iconic runs In Portsmouth history if we do anything out of this We,
0: we haven't got a game For 17 days or, or, or so now that gap between where we are now and the other teams playing could quite significantly lengthen. You've then got the pressure of not only trying to close those that gap down even more, you've got the pressure of back-to-back games, three games a week, every week, to the end of the season,
1: yeah. pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's got to be demoralising that going on your scenario, we miss, what, two consecutive Saturdays football? Yeah. So if we're eight points off the playoffs now... We could be fourteen before we kick a ball. So next. you've got
0: to close a fourteen close gap, plus hope the other teams uh, above all you, drop that away. drop, uh, yeah. Plus beat two teams in the top two.
1: Yes, it, it's a, it's so much to ask are for. We, are we also, also considering all of these factors put in, while we were busy not having a fucking shot on target against Wickham, <laughs> Oxford, Ipswich, and Sunderland all drew. There was your chance to claw two points back straight away. We couldn't even have a shot on target. Every time you get angry, the... Um, the, 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 the door l- blows the door. open. I, I, <laughs> Tyler Walker there. <laughs> and I, I, I disagree with people online saying we're crap. We're not crap, because if we were crap... Oh, we seem worse. We, if we were crap, we would be 16th, 17th, 18th. You know, we, we'd be like Charlton were a few weeks back when they were really looking a bit uncertain. We're not crap. We're just not very good. We are hodgepodge. We are mediocre. Hodgepodge. I've not
0: heard that word in years. Probably since I was a
1: kid. We are the town of Skegness.
0: There's a line, Ryan.
1: There's a line. <laughs> like, it's not absolutely dreadful, but it's it's just something you forget exists. See what I mean? The doors has got again. Will you shut up, door? Like, so I I think people are going a, a bit too far saying we're rubbish we're not rubbish we're just not good enough we gotta remember though over a 46 game season you have to be so goddamn good to to be in the top six and we're not there what you can't forget though is this is a transition season but we're still pushing oh. for the playoffs. Very... <laughs> the thing face. is, though, the narrative changing on that. Have you seen, like, Hayden Carter's tweet or Danny Cowley's articles? They're still talking about a big final push in the last eight games. Is this a transition season or do we genuinely think we're in a playoff race? They suit. They switch the narrative every couple of months to suit the current zeitgeist, the current form book. I Honestly, from what I've seen on social media, people I've spoken to, Pompey fans... The only people that are positive at this playoff push now are the players and the and the, and the manager. I've yeah. got, I mean, you get the occasional. Do you,
0: do you think they're trying to create a siege mentality to get over the line?
1: Well, if it, you know, fair play for them for give it give it you know give it a go. Prove us wrong. If they go out all guns blazing in and you know you know, but, don't
0: get wrong. the Carolines are going to come out and go. Yeah, the season's over. No, uh, of course they're not. Yeah. But just in Eric's interview the other week, he said do they expect results yes now danny Carly has always said give him free transfer windows that again was alluded to in eric's interview where he said you need free transfer windows to build the spine of your team okay we're happy with that this summer they have got to have the summer transfer windows of all windows and not go through i'm going to say his name just for ryan's sake the Scott Twine scenario of last uh, he's
1: summer. So good. <laughs> it's, been about, it's been about four of, or five episodes he of, hasn't of mentioned last it. summer
0: where we've identified a player and yet we can't go and get that player.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, now it's quite easy. We could sit here and go, okay, what players out of the top end of league two, mid table league one, would we want at Portsmouth next season and look at when they're out of contract? That's easy to do. That is it is anyone could do that. The hard part is going, these are the finances in place. This is what we're going to offer you. These are the incentives. Do you want to come and sign for us? We are not this big club anymore. We are not this big big pool of like Pompey a massive club in League, League Two, League one. You know, we've got the, the, the better players. There are still going to be some players out there who go, "Yeah, I want to go play for them." But it's not a given Just because we we're interested in them Why would why? What's yeah. the incentive we, we come no, to us
1: We no longer appeal as a big club no. Because the championship Has essentially burst its banks as a river And seeped into League One There are now clubs in this division Whose attendance is Double hours whose, <laughs> whose trophy cabinet contains European cups We are not the We are not the big fish in the pond right now We are We're in a traffic jam We're in a traffic jam Of Rotherham Wigan Sunderland (laughs) Ipswich Sheffield Wednesday Charlton There are so many appealing clubs in this division That That would suit any Any up and coming player looking to make a name for themselves We're no longer unique in that category This isn't the League 2 season under Paul Cook Where Oh it's us or Crawley Well no No yeah, we are we may as well be a South Coast Shrewsbury now because we're not, we're not special anymore. We have no divine right. Not, not when you've
0: got teams like Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, spending big sums of money. Wigan, spending big sums of money. You know, would, would, would Wigan be where they are this season if they had last season's budget? Probably not.
1: Well, definitely not. They're in administration. You know, you
0: look at the teams come probably coming down. Derby, um, Barnsley, Peterborough. Peterborough going to be back next season.
1: <laughs> Peterborough are always are like a top six league. one. you know, they'll,
0: yeah. they you know. Um,
1: Derby are an unknown quantity. What? But <coughs> if they can solve their issues heading into League One, then they become another force. I think but but like you a still got. You,
0: but the, the problem being. <coughs> If you look at the top, say the top ten teams in League One, and I agree Pompey being that, only three out those ten can go up. So you've still got championship quality teams in League One. It's still going to be hard next season.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it, it, this uh, w- we this said. Is what, this is the point I tried to make. It in a forty-six game season where you are coming up against these competitors, these rivals you have to be better than these great historic time old institutions over 10 months of football it is not a season on football manager that you can bash out in three days (laughs) this is real life tough stuff that we're competing against there is no quick fix to all of this but there is also no hiding from what we're falling short of and what we're falling short of yes we've got a good defensive core one of them's probably leaving in the summer. Our goalkeeper's leaving in the summer because he doesn't belong to us. Midfield needs improving. The forward line essentially needs building from scratch. So, heading into next season, where you're taking on these grand competitors that have won more than us, that are attended more than us, you're still looking at rebuilding two thirds of your side. It's going to be oh, a tough season. It's tough, cheerful but it, fucking episode. This, but is. it, th- this isn't uh, meant to be negative. To. This is just painting the realities oh, of how hard it is to be the best of the best. There's a difference between best of the best and best of the rest. And right now, we're probably well, we're fourth of the best. We're fourth of the best of the rest, and not even the best of the rest. We're not even seventh. No. And it, it, going it, back to Plymouth, you see. Joe Morell is a good player. He plays for his country. He played for his countries at the Euros. Louis Thompson is a good player who's overcoming his match fitness issues. But that Plymouth midfield, Panucci camera, both games against us. Fratton Park, Home Park, Absolutely unbelievable. Immense. He wasn't even man of the match Tuesday. They gave it to Ryan Edwards. He was brilliant as well. But I watch camera involved in every single phase of play. Never stop running. Relaying the ball. Constantly moving around. And he's not even a championship player. He is a better midfield. He's been a better midfielder in both games we've played against Plymouth this season. And Plymouth are only in the League 1 playoffs. So he's already something, for the most part, above what we have. And really, there are only four places above us. This is how fine the margins are, but how much building you have to do it 's not a quick fix and I sympathize to an extent with the cowleys and and the owners because league one is' league one isn 't what it was five six years ago but you 've I... got you 've got to be conscious of that now you can 't have the the arrogance to have won three games from fifteen against sides above you then enter your final eight games 3.2 days per game playing first second and seventh. for going yeah one last playoff push what are you, have you not been watching what this i get they're just trying to spread a bit of positivity but i would just use different words i would prefer realism i we keep I going know some I, I would genuinely prefer realism <laughs> yeah
0: you know we haven't got we talked about it earlier we haven't got a game for, t- for two weeks and that was Bolton and Rotherham they've been rearranged obviously midweek games out the next four games after that we've got Cheltenham Lincoln Morecambe Gillingham I've got them down as four wins now I think that's that's if we don't get four <laughs> wins there it's definitely over we won't you know reach any place in the playoffs if we reach those four, win those four games We are still in with a shout. But then we've got to play Wigan at home. And then we've got Sheffield Wednesday. Now, the other week when I said, yeah, fuck it, I'm all in. we are got to get sixth place. I said it will go down to the Sheffield Wednesday game. It still could... But we've got to rely. It's not in our destiny anymore. It's not in our control.
1: And oh, we need favours. Yeah.
0: We need the. You know, we need the teams at the bottom to be beating the teams above us. <laughs> the teams in mid table to be to be drawing. There's too many variables going on, and you can only you can only affect games and, and control what you can control. You shouldn't be going into the latter stages of the season reliant on. Other teams to do you favours. That's no. that's what relegation teams do. Yeah. That's yeah. what teams in the bottom three, four do. Yeah. They rely they rely on the, the teams in mid table and above them to beat the teams in and around them or below them to yeah. do them a favour. Not the opposite way, getting that place into the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I, I certainly believe there are there are players in this squad that can play a pivotal part in next season. And that can help us compete on an even keel with those sides in the top six. I believe there are players in this squad that can help us to that end. But to the same extent... per I know we all have differing footballing philosophies. I said last week that every minute you spend not preparing for the future is a minute lost. I don't see what the point is in, in chasing this season. I I'd, I'd genuinely rather would. Like you... Played Denver Hume at left wing back every game. We, we bought him to be the starter. You may as well get embedded into this team and intimately familiar with what Cowley wants to do. You may as well play Aidan O'Brien in a multitude of positions to see where he would naturally fit into Cowley going forward. Is it behind the front two? Is it up top? Just give him different chances to prove himself. Because I'll give you an example Gassner had me It's all well and good scoring a hat-trick against Haven In a game that's 50% intensity But he shat the bed in the league Now you're getting grown man's football In a pressure-free scenario Against sides who are still playing for something This is the best situation for a footballer To come in pressure-free Against good sides And play football And then a manager gets to look at them In real time in these games Not against Haven, not against Bogner jay minky would be in the same boat because obviously he's out this summer does he have a part to play next season there's no point gambling and giving him a contract because he looked okay against our inevitable f- friendly against crawley now jay minky in back-to-back games against more come on good Mo- uh easter monday and whoever we've got good friday You know, that's a tough weekend for a football player. You're playing Friday through Monday. The other games are really long, the second longest away trip of the season. That's where you find out about the stones of a player. These are the situations I want us to be involved in. And I don't do that from a negative viewpoint of, well, the season's over because we're crap. We're not crap. This is me trying to actively build for our future. I don't, see, I don't see what's wrong with that I think that's almost a positive if you will why not use this season to get a jump start on every other club in the division for next season definitely
0: I, I said it I can't remember what episode it was I said that's what Lincoln done um, a couple of seasons ago they gambled in the January and brought their players in in the January ready for the summer and gave them half a season to, and they went the following season they went on that really good run you know they just missed out and and. I, yeah you know look come come Lincoln Lincoln game if 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 the playoffs are gone get him out there yeah. get get Mingy playing call down Gifford back get Hume playing I'm you also playing Weber
1: yeah, just, is about, I've <laughs> just about, this goal. is the next subject I was going to bring up because Lorraine Wells is has sent us a tweet uh, tonight replying to our um, tweet about about your drink Jeff and she said, what is your thoughts on the goalkeeper situation? she says obviously Brazili's been outstanding for us but we'll not see uh, not be going up uh, but we'll not be going up and we're stuck in league one again it was re- was it really wise to let Craig who is a really good league one goalkeeper go will we will need to sign another goalkeeper for next season I don't, I don't think, I don't think we will
0: I don't think Craig fitted the Cowleys' philosophy of playing out from the back
1: no but more more, more to the point of obviously signing another goalkeeper I personally can't see us doing that Obviously, we, we sent Bass out on loan to get him ready for next season. In my opinion, and Weber will be fighting for his place. I, that's, that's how I see that one panning out. Yeah, or do you think that's the end of Bass? If he doesn't start as number one next season, he's gone. Bass has to stay or go next season. Yeah. He has to. He has to be number one in August, or he has to be number one somewhere else. Yes, we cannot yeah. keep kicking this can down the road.
0: Yeah, you you, don't get me wrong. I, th- I think. Bass will become a really good goalkeeper. Is he ready yet? He's got the ability. He when when called upon, he's he's in the main. Delivered what he's. Did he play half a season for us? He started,
1: didn't he? Pretty much. Yeah, mcgillivray was dropped for a while, so he started about a fifteen-game stretch of games where he came in. During that time, we had that really good. I think it was nine consecutive wins. Uh, that matched the post-war record, and he started in that run. So he he was part of a he was part of a good run. So he he has held down the number one spot before temporarily, <clears throat> but again, going back to my comment of game, seasons of forty six games long, it's an awful toil I, on a player's I, body. I just don't and, I just, on, and on their you know their mental capacity.
0: Yeah, I just don't think at the moment Bass commands his eighteen yard box. Do I see him as the ball playing goalkeeper the Cowleys want to sweep up at the back no is he a capable shot stopper and come in and, and catching crosses yes so Bass has got to develop his game and, and he's got to take it up two or three notches to be the number one for next season to fit their philosophy I cannot see the Cowleys changing their philosophy
1: I I, I haven't seen anything <laughs> if they do a very valid question would be asked, what the hell were you doing this season? Yeah. You know, if you change it after what you're trying to do this season, we literally have wasted a now, season.
0: if by sheer fluke, <coughs> we get Bazunu, which I don't think we will next season, he'll be playing in the championship he at has least. has to be, has to be. He, 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 you know, for his own development and for Man City's personal kind of development for him as well, they're going to want him to be playing in the championship with a view to the season after being their number two goalkeeper now Man City may see enough this season to suggest that he could do that at Portsmouth as long as Pompey are are challenging up the the top third of the table very unlikely but it's a possibility if we
1: go up do you think we'll keep him on loan I
0: think if we go up we would
1: fuck's sake we have to (laughs) but why did the, I say that? The question so going up. Yeah, exactly. The, the question I mean. surrounding Bass, we need to have a, a definitive answer this summer. Because at this stage we know what Bass is good at and we know what he's weak at. He is brilliant at what I would call a radial shot stopper. So anything, if he's if you stood upright and you stick your arms out and you made a circle with your arms, he is one of the best radial shot stoppers in the division. He's Close range reflexes are absolutely extraordinary. Do I trust him to get all the way to the corners, though? I'm not sure. No. Now he's got a long he's got a long leg on him. You, that guy absolutely hoofs a ball. I've just had a flashback. Can he ping a ball 50 yards straight into the feet of an on moving Connor Ogilvy? <clears throat> See, that's different than having a strong leg. Mm. Now you're talking about having an accurate leg. This is where this decision needs to be made. Because all of a sudden, if you're getting rid of Alex Bass, that's another player you need to sign. We're already talking about shipping out most of these players, whether they be loanies, players we're getting rid of of contracts. Are you adding a goalkeeper to that as well? A number one goalkeeper at that... So this is This is... This summer has to be the summer we answer the Bass question. What if I just had a flashback from Oxford? (laughs) Fuck me. We were there together, weren't we? We were.
0: Yeah, but in each (laughs) defence... Ellis Harrison oh, yeah, came in what, what a penis like In, in his <laughs> <in East laughs> defence You clearly hear Bass Shout keepers yeah. Come for the ball And Ellis Harrison still went for it To the Just point where If an opposition player
1: Has done that to Bass It's a free kick Exactly Like a ball in a Ellis of the Harrison shop. wipes him out Yeah Yeah So yeah that That's a question we need Answering this summer And it needs answering soon Yeah Because you can't go searching For a number one goalkeeper In July There you go Th- Those are a commodity at this level, you need, to
0: be, you need to be identifying the player now yes. and having talks now, Ex- yeah, and, and 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 bringing those players
1: in. Should we get on to our favourite top um, feature. Uh, hold on, yes. hold on. Have you found have you thought of a feature yet, Jeff? Because that was your challenge for the week. Uh, no. Well, oh, is that what it's called? Uh, no, no, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> right. What is going on I with don't that know. door? I think there we're is, haunted. There is no bloody I, wind I, here.
0: I think, I think I'm going to do <laughs> best best pompy comedy feature.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we'll, well we'll leave that for the next week um, But Ryan's uh, genius feature That has been going from day one uh, Dub and Din of the Week if that somehow still closes uh, Aaron there just put a chair in the door Actually uh, see, we do have a guest with us tonight We've got Aaron, good mate at Liam's listens to all the podcast, Aaron we don't have a jingle for Dub Din of the Week Can song. you sing? Uh, do you want... <laughs> 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 the way he just Oh no <laughs> Aaron has now left the room <laughs> 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 yeah Jeff, you can make the jingle if you want um. <laughs> this uh, this uh, feature Dub and Dinner of the Week okay. of
0: course I, t- I tell you about jingles you know what oh. I've had in my head all week cool. I, I mistakenly clicked on a TikTok video on Facebook and all I've got is that Fucking very good, very nice. Hello, chicken nugget. <laughs> going, good, through nice. <laughs> going through in, my head. Dublin Din. Very
1: good, very fresh. Hello, Nicky Minaj. <laughs> uh, uh, I've had that
0: going through my head for the you last few years. You are looking very good,
1: very nice, Jeff, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Dublin Din of the week brought to you by Lumberjack Subs. Cheers to Matt for sponsoring this uh, episode. Over to the mastermind behind the feature, Mr. Ryan Stilwell. Well, thank you, Mr. Hells. Uh, Conversion scored. Carry on. <laughs> few contenders for dinner this week uh, one being Loads. local radio uh, <laughs> second dinner of the week probably goes to us fans that just just oh, it really is the hope that gets you even I for a tiny moment at the Plymouth game because we were not actually that bad at Plymouth in terms like building up and getting into Plymouth's face even I for a brief moment the atmosphere was unbelievable Tuesday night was
0: that because of the light show
1: yeah, oh Jesus Christ! What? Yeah, Plymouth my third dinner of the week for their third tier light I saw people show. People praising that, goodness it was me, as hell. Uh, But the atmosphere was unbelievable Tuesday. The, the the fans that went did not stop, and I was I was in amongst it. And for a few moments, I allowed myself to believe we can have this game. We can go out and beat this lot. We didn't. I felt like I did on the way home because I allowed myself to believe. And I don't do that. I don't believe. I'm a am a miserable cynic, so I was a contender for that dinner of the week though when I when I looked back at it it has to be Pompey just the the manager the players they get a collective dinner of the week and here's why Monday we get an article from Danny Cowley saying we need to attack the week because we've got a break after this we're playing two very good sides we're chasing we need to attack the week the result of the attacking the week is one point and zero shots on target. What what attack? Are you taking the piss? What attack is that? Maybe it was an Italian attack where they reverse all the yeah, time. Yeah, they retreat. Yeah. yeah. And sorry, we meant defence. Then then comes all that. Oh, we're still alive. We'll have a break. Then we'll get back on it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's Stop spreading this narrative. You don't need to. We're not asking you to go out on a miraculous playoff run we almost don't want you to because we want to build for next season then uh, all the excuses start to come out oh the schedule's ridiculous well funnily enough the schedule got released in june i know when the season finished the season was always finishing on april 30th ah uh, well we've got such a small squad yes of your choosing you chose to operate and, with a small and didn't squad. they come out
0: and say they, want, they wanted to, to uh, sign international players So they can get extra breaks yeah, throughout the season Exactly
1: So you go out and sign internationals To get international breaks But when international breaks come in And the season ends on April 30th Because we have to have a shorter season this year Because we've got a World Cup in Qatar this winter You're going Oh the scheduling's awful Well you knew about this I love when he gets angry It turns me on You knew about this These are (laughs) poor excuses You opted to have A poor squad Your players keep Getting sent off For stupid little things Like Marcus Harness What are you doing With these silly Little red cards He should have had Two red cards In 2022 alone That's six games Or eight games Including the games He gets sent off in suspended because of petulance it's no good moaning about small squads when you chose to have a small squad it's no good complaining about internationals when you sign players for that purpose it's no good moaning about schedules when by the way sometimes the weather's a bit shit in winter games might get called off and you know this season's ending early because of the world cup in winter i knew that i'm not worth a damn in the football world i'm some fat cunt who sat on local radio for two years <laughs> I've never played the game I don't have coaching badges I'm not a qualified expert on football but I know how seasons work out I know the toil that it takes on players I know international call-ups and injuries get in the way but you opted to have a smaller squad you opted to have a squad full of international players and the players going well we, uh, we were a bit flat today well you're the only ones who can control that I can't come down pitch side and tell you to get your ass in gear You've got to line up your opponent and believe you can beat them because that's how you beat good teams in this division. Stop coming out with these excuses. We go to every game and we back you. And we back you when you put the fucking graft in. We lost 3-2 to Oxford in the 96th minute. And what was the first thing that happened when Cam Brannigan smacked that ball in from 25 yards? We kept fucking singing because you put everything on the line in that game. And we believed in you. What the fuck was that game against Wickham? These excuses are shit. Piers Morgan vibes there, isn't it? Proper yeah. rad that was. We, we, are, we back this team to the hill when we see them lay everything on the field. Because oh. I was part of that Oxford crowd that day. And genuinely, the moment that third goal went in 96 minute, every single fan's arms raised in song. It Unified yeah. song. We back this team when we see it all on the field. You told us you were going to attack this week. We were the skeptics saying the season was over. But you said, no, no, stick with us. We're attacking this week because it's not over. You didn't have a shot on target. Don't take the piss. Dins. I love you. I'll see you at Bolton. And I'll be there at Morecambe. And I'll be there at Cheltenham, 26 pound, to stand on a pitch that's good to firm in places. Nice <laughs> little horse racing joke there for you all. Do you know why? Because I love this football club. But sometimes you fucking wind me up. <laughs> <laughs> we need a new feature of Scythe so Dub and Dinner, yeah. Ryan's rant. <laughs> can Honestly, we get, I, Can
0: we get Pound Medic down to check his blood pressure?
1: I love this club. I love these players. But oh, you need Jesus. to stop winding us up with these false narratives. <laughs> Just lay it all on the line and let's see what happens. That's as simple as it gets. So who's dinner of the week? <laughs> Pompey at dinner of the week. <laughs> Pompey, no, everyone. Joking, right? Um, <laughs> I can't argue with that one again, Jeff. Every no. week he gets us doesn't it, he? You know, football, football can be complicated. Yes, we can complicate with uh, strategies, I, 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 but I, I always from say, from a fan's perspective, it is: go out there, lay it on the line for ninety. We'll back you the whole way, and we'll see what happens. It is as simple as that. Well,
0: whether I've coached. Football, whether I've coached hockey, I've always said... Rugby? No, never played rugby in my life. Not interested in egg chasing. The, the sport... <laughs> the, the sport is overcomplicated by thinking about it too much. At the end of the day...
1: Oh, that was a great ob- example of that in the Ipswich game. It, it, it is. Taking Cliff off corners because Ipswich can counter. Well... But, but if, if you, we if score, you they, a,
0: they can't counter, can they? Exactly.
1: If you put a <laughs> poorer quality of ball into the box, they're more likely to counter because you put the wrong sodding guy on corners. Again, this goes back to what... You have to believe that you can deliver. You have to believe that you can get
0: it I can just see, uh, you know... I was going to say Roy Hodgson, but he probably would have done it. You know, Glenn Hoddle at... at in the, in the 98 finals David Beckham can't take corners just in case the other team go up the other end and break yeah ridiculous what a yeah. ridiculous comment you've to got, actually make from
1: players to manager you've got to believe that you're good enough to do it
0: you know the, you, the, the aim of putting your best corner taker or, or, or you know set piece specialist on those kicks is to score a fucking goal you know Pep Guardiola said, what, said it before you know, you don't need a plan B if you're so good at plan A. Exactly. And if your plan A is sat on the edge of the 18-yard box defending space just because they're going to counter, I'm sorry, you're overthinking about it. Your objective should be, we want to put this ball in the back of the net, therefore I want my best set-piece taker taking that free-kick or corner.
1: Yeah. And just to to round off dinner of the week, again, we're moaning about scheduling, we're moaning about... Squad sizes We wouldn't be in this position If we hadn't got on two Honking runs beforehand We're not in this position because we have a small squad We're in this position because we lost 2-1 at home to Cambridge Then uh, 2-1 Away at Burton We're not in this position because we didn't get a penalty against Plymouth We're in this position because we drew 0-0 at Doncaster in August And drew 1-1 at home to Cheltenham We're not in this position Because Sean Williams Factured a vertebrae Against Charlton. We're in this position Because Lewis Wing Was too complicated To sign on the final day Of the transfer window Before he Signed on the final day Of the transfer window To the side We've just played yesterday We're in this position Because of our own Failings Our own fruition Exactly uh, do you know what I, I, I'm going to miss Pompey Over these next two weeks I'm going to love The two weeks off But at the same time I want to get back In the stands Because I want to give These guys my full Back in for 90 minutes But I'm not going to Hide from the fact that You're making excuses For your own errors I, I don't, yeah. We're all And it comes from A fundamental human level That we are all flawed We all make mistakes There is not a single Damn person and on this can planet And we accept
0: that As long as you, you Own, yeah, exactly, own, you accept own it. it
1: You own it and you make conscious efforts to reach those standards again. And sometimes you fall short of those standards. But what makes you a good, conceited person in life is that every time you slip from those standards, you do your utmost to get back to it. You don't hide from your errors. You don't make excuses to them. You hold your hands up and say, right, we've got my, this wrong.
0: My only fear is we're in a bad run of form now. We know what Pompey are like after they have a break, you know, the COVID break, the other international breaks. I just think this is gonna this, this is gonna impact us even more now. It
1: will, and the only saving know, grace
0: and, the only saving grace is the congested fixture um, list that the cowlies are moaning about because games will be coming every two three days. Exactly, yeah. So that so that you would hope with those that run of four easier games that we can get up to speed a lot quicker to then face those yeah. those harder games.
1: And there was one Cowley comment that that will always ring true and I will always advocate is that we have to remember that footballers are humans and they do get tired and they do get worn down. I have no issue with that, but that again, that's partially your fault because you've made them a small squad and you've put them up against the schedule. Now you go back a few episodes in the January transfer window. I was the one saying, I understand it. If John Marquess moved all the way down here to be with his family and does want to move all the way back North in the end, he did, but I'm the one advocating saying no, Cowley's right, if a player doesn't want to move 250 miles and move his entire family, I respect that on a human level, and I respect that over 46-game, 10-month season, I respect that players get worn down physically and mentally, but you as a, as a team, not just a manager, but as a team, you've got to find ways to get your people through it. You've got to find ways to, to ease the burden on your players. One way of easing the burden is being consistent enough throughout the season that you're not chasing one of the best runs in the club's history to make it back to relevance. We're asking too much of a human toll uh, and a human cost now on these players to go above and beyond.
0: There, there, there's
1: And there. it's, it's almost not their fault. If they're not no. good enough, you can't all of a sudden ask them these flawed humans, such as we all are, to be good enough. You can't just turn on a switch. You, you can see it
0: now. Say, say Pompey finished 10th at the end of the season. You can see the excuses now. It's a transition season. That's, yeah, what, mo- that's exactly what it it'll be. But A month
1: ago, they began, Well, we're still alive. We're still pushing that's for the playoffs. Which oh, one well, is it? It's a
0: transition season. Yeah. We weren't ready to go up. We weren't this, that, now Now, there's only one league position that matters. ...throughout a 46-game season. And that is where you finish on the final day. That is the only league position that matters over a 46-game season. Where you finish. Now, if you finish 8th, 10th, you know, 9th, bloody 11th, 15th... ...you weren't good enough. You exactly. And you weren't good enough over the course of the season... ...and there will be aspects and windows... ...and periods where we weren't good or were good... But over the course and duration of 46 games, you weren't, you're either good enough or you're not. Yeah. And I think we'll be in the latter.
1: And this is why I'm this why i annoyed with it. Because as you rightly say, if we fall short in April, which we will, they'll come out and say, oh, it's transition. You know, there's a lot a lot of mitigating factors that have affected us. But a month before that, they're talking about playoff pushes and being good enough and chasing. It annoys me because this is... A professional group of people who excel at their profession to the point that they are called elites at their game but they can't commit to a stance now little old me not worth a damn i've backed my stance three clean sheet victories to start the season i didn't waver that november december period i didn't waver 23 goals and uh, 23 goals in eight games i didn't waver now, how is it that I can back myself and back my beliefs more than this squad can? Why am I able to stand by my perceptions more than this team, who switches narratives to suit whatever the current mood is? You've got you've got to believe in whatever you're chasing, and if you aren't doing anything this season, then <laughs> own it. Um, bit later like scheduled. Dub of the week, please. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be are we still on Din? I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be tough to beat Peaches Yeah but she's just well I've, chuffed for that by the way I, I've got a little bit alternative for this one And again there are a few contenders For Dub this one um, Dub of the week is Or Dub of the week contenders Go to whoever Planned Plymouth as a city Because one surefire way to prevent the People leaving your city Is to actually make sure they can't leave your city Getting out of Plymouth is an absolute nightmare, by the way. If you happen to own a vehicle, <laughs> another contender for double the week goes to Man City. That's another trophy this year for scum. Thank you very much. Oh, they love a
0: four-one, ah, but
1: but they do love a four-one in the FA Cup. But you have to remember that Southampton will always have it better than us because they currently hold the prestigious trophy of getting to play Brighton, and Hove Albion in the Premier League twice a year. <laughs> Congratulations on being 14th all the time. <laughs> now, double the week. Alternative. I'm going with Pompey Boxing. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, the main story we'll get onto in a second, but I also want to give an honourable <clears throat> nod to Mark Chamberlain. He fought at Wembley Arena last night, uh, slapped Jeff Aforey around, stopped it in five. It was a good win for Mark. I watched it on BT. He's done well. So that's Pompey victory number one. Victory number two goes to. Mikey McKinson obviously Who's had a wild week of it Virgil Ortiz He's flown out to America We even had Jordan Cross From the news go out To the States To cover the fight With Virgil Ortiz This was a big chance for Mikey Virgil Ortiz pulls out it, You know it's, it's an unfortunate situation We're not going to dig on the guy for it So McKinson's in the States And he's saying I'll fight anyone Give me a fight I'm hungry for a fight Then he gets Jesus Perez Who's scheduled for the fight that is all of a sudden off as well McKinsey is still in the States after a second cancelled fight in a number of days going I will fight anyone put a guy in the ring with me I want to put the gloves on and go toe to toe at one he, point Jordan Cross almost got John the Jordan Cross was getting a bit <laughs> lippy you know try, trying to get involved Not in to with the ring a proper Pompey lad Jordan you don't want to mess with him <laughs> eventually in the end he gets uh, uh, Alex Martin it was he got in the end his third scheduled fight since he actually made it out to the States beat him on points uh, despite some wonky commentary from the uh, biased US team deserved his victory so I think in a week where Pompey haven't landed much on target Pompey boxers were landing <laughs> everything on yeah. target and two well-earned victories yeah well done do you think well, the commentary was wonky because they were watching something else at the same time uh, I think they are watching football American football. <laughs> well done to the <laughs> <laughs> <Same> <laughs> uh, dub of all. the week uh, cheers again sponsored by uh, Lumberjack Sups. you can follow them on Twitter now they've made an account cheers again to Matt for sponsoring our uh, dub and dinner of the week Segment which lasted a very long time, last a but long I'm all time. for it because it was great. Cheers,
0: Ryan. Jeff, think of a feature. We definitely. I I'm going to do a very good, very nice feature,
1: right. and I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> and you just laughed it off. It could be. I mean, uh, you could say you could, you could say I don't know do too good, too bad, but it's kind of as if and yeah. not isn't it? Um, but we we ask obviously for comments regarding you know you, you you know your feelings on the last few games on Twitter. We put one up saying, "What have you missed? Uh, I've got to be careful what I read here." Um, <laughs> not a lot," says Phil. I've <laughs> oh got we're so careful here.
0: It's normally me that put those comments out. I was that fucking annoyed on Saturday. <laughs> I walked home. and I, went, I can't be asked. Yeah. I J- don't want You two done J- it. I
1: was disappointed. I got annoyed though, because obviously, I I haven't seen anything that's new to me. Because I-, I know what this side is. We're streak and we don't beat good teams. I'm annoyed because I got annoyed yeah. because I was like, I. It doesn't surprise me. Unbeat Wigan. It doesn't surprise me. Unbeat Plymouth. I just get annoyed at the whole f- false hope thing. Ah, yeah. oh, it does be in. Jake Myers says credit to Wickham today, which I never thought I'd ever see. That was the best. Uh, that had to be the least Wickham performance I've seen from them. No time wasting. No shithousery No overly physical play. Bar the assault on Hurst. Do you know we've actually we actually have more cars than Wickham this season? Mm. I don't. I don't know what it is after the game. But before the game they had fifty eight cards total this season, we had sixty five. They're not necessarily a outright dirty side. You
0: know, when we played them there, Gareth Amesworth came out with a comment of something like that's just a measure. Is that a measure of how far we've come as a club or how far Portsmouth have dropped? God, you remember remember that? that? Yeah, Yeah, remember that comment? Yeah. On Saturday's performance. It is most certainly it's, how far we yeah, have dropped.
1: Yeah, yeah he, he's he got a point. He even goes back to when Joey Barton was Fleetwood manager and he just went, Portsmouth actually is an average club when you yeah. think about it. Average he FC. He called it like two years in advance. Average FC, 13 for me. Uh, so the tweet was, what have we missed? Martin's reply was, Walker pretending to be a footballer. <laughs> Which should tickle me a bit. Like. I, is that, Walker is going to turn out to be one of those players where it works out anywhere but here. Yeah, of course. And, I'm putting to bed a narrative That we don't give our strikers Enough service I'm I'm calling it now Okay so how does Joe Ironside Score goals for Cambridge How does Cole Stockton Score goals for Morecambe They don't get much service But they put the ball In the back of the net Good strikers Score goals After one or two chances Not 5-6 June the
0: 7th Tyler Walker Signs to Pompey
1: we go live for Three lads in the pub <laughs> Hi Tony <laughs> Nice to meet you Again As we said earlier We don't want A Pompey player to fail But we're also We see what we see You know So honestly There was not much more To say I mean There was People were just saying Not a lot Shambles Etc etc Just a general general, Generally shit week To be honest For Pompey um, Yeah Some good Tuesday though On the jukebox oh, yeah, yeah. It's been on the it's Good on form that, tonight Yeah, yeah. It's been very good. Uh, anything else you want to add in, lads? Before we uh, we have a, we a two week break, Are we off? I'd say yeah, seventeen day break before we go to Bolton on a Tuesday night. I would actually just say to everyone, enjoy it, e- yeah. enjoy the break. We're unlikely to do a podcast for the next couple of weeks. We we uh, might we might do a space or whatever, but we're unlikely to come down to a I'm pub. Actually. And... Um... Oh, it's completely irrelevant. I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to a, my first England game during the break. Are you going to the Switzerland game? No, I'm going to go to the Ivory Coast game. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I've never been to an England game, and I've I've always wanted to. And I thought, Do you know what? Can't be any worse than going to Fratton Park. So uh, I'm off to Wembley to to watch that. Looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, like you say, just just enjoy enjoy the enjoying some time of not being pissed off at Portsmouth Football Club. The thing is, it 17 <laughs> day break. You'll spend the first. I reckon you'll spend the first and this will definitely be me because I know what I'm like I'll spend the first 12-13 days delighted for the break but the final few days I'll be itching to get to a Pompey game yeah. I'll be itching to get in the stands and sing songs and back to this team I, I'm always like it but uh, good luck to the um, to the internationals obviously for Pompey playing I imagine Joe Morrell would Marelle, definitely Morrell, Gavin Bzunu, yeah. Ollie Webbers for the under 21 Northern, Northern, Northern Irish Island. team so yeah, just tell everyone enjoy the break because it's a weird time to be able to switch off for a bit and just focus on life you know life in itself has not been it's best right now everything's going up in price there's worrying times on the continent I just say try and find some happiness in things you know give yourself a bit of TLC R&R that was very motivational that wasn't it it's true though true I know we get passionate about how shit we can be and how frustrating it is but uh, it's more important know, things. People might listen to me get irate on here, but you know that's that's part that's part annoyance and part I don't know gamesmanship for the podcast. Passion, but After isn't it? this, I'll go home and I'll be I'll be a very relaxed person. I'll play with my daughter. Uh, you know, we'll be on a little play mat, chucking things about. Yeah, the, I think those are the little things. Just we got 17 days off. Go and enjoy the little things. Go and do something you wouldn't normally do. And we can all come back and ask each other what we didn't. I think, I think it's a nice sort of time for us to switch off for a bit.
0: I, I need to rearrange the uh, the pubs we're visiting... Yeah, yeah we've had some <laughs> good
1: developments on that front. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've got
0: mean... some new venues to go to. No. I need to get hold of them and just say look, we're, we're going to have a two-week break. And...
1: Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to come back and um, and see the guys. We've been at obviously the, the British Queen we been to the Shepherd's Crypt, but we're going to try and do some more. That was sort of the plan at the start, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, we've yeah. expanded our pub range, which yeah. is good. And another call, like, you know, because a lot of people have been messaging us since we said it in the last episode. So sorry, Jeff. Uh, if you do want us to come see you, uh, obviously it's probably probably a bit difficult now. I'm sure you've probably got to the end of the season sort of. you I believe
0: we have
1: yeah but obviously for next season let's plan ahead let's get them booked yeah. in so uh, if you want us to come and see you at your pub uh, I mean even if it's if, if it's got a bar we're, we're there our food would be great no I'm joking no we'd love to come and see you um, so to send us a message on Instagram or Facebook uh, also we're going to try and get our Facebook page running because I've noticed we have really chatted about that have we so Uh, three lads in the pub on Facebook we
0: tend to do more more of our stuff on Twitter don't we and it is something we need to do um, and and get some more fan interaction on on. and we do have the we have set up a YouTube page but I just haven't had the time to record all the episodes and get them uploaded on there as media files yeah
1: if anyone's got any uh, 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 off the back of this any ideas what we can do for the podcast any features anything you want to claim credit to uh, please do let us know we're all all for feedback of the if there's anything very good very nice you want to tell us Uh, just going to hate me after that Uh, but yeah lads after another Uh, I'd say probably one last final thing yeah go for it Uh, I know we there are some people at the club who listen to us maybe some players or whatever I'd actually genuinely tell the the management staff and the playing staff also enjoy your time off you know it's been a long season so far they get criticism from all quarters including us again we don't hide from it But on a human level, we we have nothing against any single player on a human level. So I genuinely hope that after several hard months of toil and going back and forth, I hope, you know, anyone who is listening does get to enjoy a little bit of time off and does get to spend spend some time with their families rather than busting ass on coaches and planes and up and down and here and there. And, yeah. There you go. Lads, pleasure as always. Uh, cheers to Aaron popping down, having a beer with us at the uh, British Queen, and cheers to the guys here for, for being great hosts once again. And uh, we will see you for episode eighteen. Three lads in the pub. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.